Richard Butler presents lifestyle, real estate, and investment opportunities the booming South Pacific. Opportunities south of the equator. Learn about the unique and voted happiest country in the world, the tax-friendly nation of Vanuatu. This is the Real Estate Opportunity and Lifestyles of the South Pacific podcast, a podcast about personal opportunity and financial prosperity. I'm Lance Hunt from Melanesian Waterfront Real Estate Limited. For more than four years now, I've lived in Vanuatu, a South Pacific paradise island nation. And with us online today is Richard Butler in Sydney, Australia. Richard is a successful real estate developer with more than 40 years experience, mostly with coastal developments. And the Vanuatu connection? Well, he was two times trade commissioner to Australia for the Republic of Vanuatu and manages many developments here today. Hello, Richard. Good morning, Lance, and it is a good morning. I'm in Sydney, the 7th or the 11th, for five weeks or six weeks away from Christmas. And five or six weeks before Christmas last year, we would not have ever dreamed of the year that was ahead of us. Now, Mr. Derek Nice from Vanuatu was just come back from doing a, a presentation to the air aviation people in Australia and talking about how the new planes arriving in Vanuatu was going to make so much noise difference to tourism, magnificent 83 islands of the archipelago of Vanuatu. And what a world we wake up to this morning also with the elections in America, upheaval, absolutely disrupted nations, trade wars happening with China, or Australia is having a trade war with China at the moment. I mean, the world has just gone absolutely crazy. People being asked to stay at home and get, in Australia, $1,500 a fortnight for staying home and not going to work. Many, many people, of course, are working on laps as we've been doing for a long time, Lance, but mate, what an amazing period of 12 months. I still can't believe it. I pinch myself some mornings to if I am awake, not well, dreaming. Just, just thinking about last year, that article you sent me from the Sydney Morning Herald has an interesting statistic that it says last year, between February and September, so that's what, seven months, the bank, referring to the nation's biggest lender, the Commonwealth Bank, the bank's household deposits fell by $2.8 billion. Now, this year, it's a very different story, isn't it? It is 100%. In fact, $100 billion in the black. So in Australia, between March and uh, last week or the week before, Australians have actually scribbled away into their own bank account $100 billion. And they're getting absolutely no interest on it, you know, like 0.5, nothing. It's absolutely amazing. They're getting virtually no interest at all. Obviously, they're saving for anticipated problems that could arise through COVID coming back a second wave or third wave is what's happening in Europe. Um, even though in Australia, we're down to, uh, I think it was yesterday, to nine cases. Many of those that came into Australia by returning expats that were tested at the airport put into quarantine and then found that they either had or just got or had had COVID and immediately are into quarantine. So it means we probably only had about four cases in the whole of Australia, which is phenomenal, really, when you consider it. And of course, obviously, as you know, where you live in Vanuatu, we haven't had one case of coronavirus ever. And of course, in New Zealand as well, they're actually down to very, very small figures as well, if not completely there. That's true, yes. So the article that you sent in the Sydney Morning Herald referred to there being plenty of money circulating around the economy, according to the ComSec Chief Economist, Craig James. But he says, despite super low interest rates, few are willing to take on more debt, but they have plans for what to do with all that saving when it's all over. Did you notice that part of the article? Yes, I did. And it just makes so much sense. I mean, to be very frank with Vanuatu at this point in time, as for our listeners and the reason 
reason we're doing this podcast today. The Vanuatu government closed down the airline, Air Vanuatu, all airlines flying into Vanuatu from March. I think it was around the 15th of March, closed the, closed the airport. So we've not had commercial flights into Vanuatu since that period of time. They also closed all the cruise ships. Now, we expectation or the number of cruise ships that were going to be coming into Vanuatu this year, 2020, was 264 ships, bringing in half a million people. Those half a million people arrive on the ship in the morning, get off the ship at 8 o'clock, get back on the ship at 4 or 5 o'clock, and the ship sails away to another port. And in between time, they spend about $280 a head, it was estimated, while they're actually in Vanuatu. So you've got ships coming in with 1,400, 1,700, 2,400 people on board, all spending a couple hundred dollars up to $300 a day in port. That's an amazing injection of cash that we have obviously lost um, this year, 2020. Well, as that, of course, the average uh, holiday maker, tourism maker coming into Vanuatu normally stays 12 days, that's the, the average stay, 12 days, and spends something like a couple of thousand dollars per head. The husband and wife could be spending up $4,000 minimum on their holiday while they're actually in Vanuatu with accommodation and food, temperatures, tours, also buying duty free while they're in port, they're in port Villa, or perhaps maybe, you know, going on tours around the island, buying clothing or and other things, of course, that they do when they're in Vanuatu is they sometimes get on a plane and go down to Tanner Island and sometimes get on a plane and go up to Spirito Santo Island and tour some of the outer islands. Well, all of that is basically stopped. So what a decrement we have at this point of time waiting for people to come back. So Air Vanuatu has now taking delivery of a new plane in three weeks' time, which is Airbus 220-300, which is the long-haul plane. And uh, they had entered into a contract to purchase 360-odd million dollars worth of planes over a period of four or five years and to actually upgrade the fleet. Now, this is still going to happen because, as far as upgrading the fleet is concerned, because the on the other side of COVID, we have safe travel and we're talking about a bubble. And that bubble or corridors is between Auckland and Sydney, which opened up three Fridays ago. We've got our first flights coming in on maybe one a day from New Zealand. And if we have this set up with no coronavirus in New Zealand, no coronavirus in Australia, and no coronavirus in Vanuatu, we're going to have what they call the tam-tam bubble. Tam-tam is the name of the drum in Vanuatu, as you know, Lance. And this basically means that people will be able to travel to and from. Maybe it might take another two months before it's in operation. It certainly will be in operation as long as our coronavirus numbers stay low as they are. Simply, they have to open up. We cannot continue to not have access to the South Pacific Islands or immediately for the other parts of the world. We simply have to have access, even though we're doing such a good job on laptops and in communications from home. As you say, 31% of the people who want to go on a holiday, they want to go somewhere different, they're feeling you know, locked. So that's my point of view from this morning, uh, talking about what the future is with uh, Ian Vanuatu. And of course, Ian, Professor Ian Yeoman certainly gave us all the information on that recently, didn't he? Yes, yes. That special survey that you referred to by the NAB, the National Australian Bank, back in September, uh, did identify that segment. 31% of people in Australia, or at least of the NAB customers, so you could consider that that's um, representative of Australia, they want to have an overseas holiday. They have their hearts set on an overseas holiday. Now, when that becomes possible, how many overseas countries will Australians be able to visit? Well, you won't be able to... 
you won't be going to America, obviously, because of the amazing spread of coronavirus there. And you won't be going to Europe. You won't be going to the United Kingdom, which is locked down at the moment anyway. I spoke to someone in the United Kingdom last night, as a matter of fact, in London. And he, he was a, a businessman involved in international funding. And he's got great interest in what we're doing in Vanuatu. And that's something that I wanted to mention. We're now looking at corporations are leading the way. International corporations are now the people that are leading the way with the business recovery. And because they obviously have shareholders, they have to show some sort of return for their shareholders. So there's, a, there's an absolute movement towards a sustainable investment, impact investment, ethical investment. And Vanuatu is sitting right up there at the top of the list, of course, obviously, for opportunities for the other side. Now, our government in Vanuatu, of course, has been severely stressed by all of this. And the saving grace was that people kept buying passports and citizenship. In the last two years, Vanuatu government, through the migration plan, has sold 4,000 passports in 24 months at an average of 130,000, 150,000, 100,000 for a family. And it's raised a tremendous amount of money to be able to support Vanuatu during these very testing times where we can't export, we can't travel overseas, we can't accept tourists, we can't accept cruise ships. Now, virtually, we are just a beautiful part of the world where people would love to be. Exactly. So from the Melanesian waterfront real estate perspective, we do have a couple of projects that people could get involved in now in anticipation of the increased returns when this becomes available, don't we? Yeah, well, that's right. What we've done is I'm glad you brought it up because what we've done is that we've entered into agreements with a large corporation in, in Australia, Ricklets, to actually become a partner and a shareholder in the Pacific Haven Resort. And we're fractionalizing, fractionized the project and offering it to people to be able to buy a 120th share of a land and bungalow package. I've spoken about this before. We're right at the cusp of going live with the new website and, and starting to market. In fact, an international operation from across uh, Singapore by India and the United States, uh, that's where they market. The largest marketer of international uh, resort villas is now asked if they could uh, align themselves with us, which is just great news for us. And you can now buy share or bricklet as we call them for $12,500 in Pacific Haven Resort. So we can provide some information uh, to anybody that's interested on that. You can contact Lance or myself. We'll be happy to provide a brochure. Secondly, of course, with the Malakula Farmlets, which we normally sell the one acre block by itself, we'll actually have fractionized that. You can actually buy a one twentieth share, percent share, the farmlet, five owners, 10000 USD. So we've brought our price point down to make it attractive for people to be able to well, that's a price point I can afford. We can also do financing, personal loans in Australia for both projects, and you can pay it off over five years. And I think I think it comes down to about twelve to fifteen dollars a day, subject to your credit rating, because the lower your credit rating, the lower the interest in personal loans. And you know, twelve, fifteen dollars a day, and you've actually entered into the real estate market, something that perhaps you might never thought you'd be able to afford to buy into an international resort on the waterfront, or to buy into an agricultural organic farm, which is providing an ethical and impact investment to the people in Vanuatu and supplying jobs, of course, and supplying the opportunity on the other side of COVID for uh, ecotourism and ventures to go forward. Well, it's good to know that some 
of that $100 billion that Australians have scrawled away will be spent on coming to Vanuatu and investing in projects here. Now, I liken it. If you can imagine a dam, it's, it's basically filling up with water. And eventually, the dam fills right up because there's so much rain coming. And the dam fills right up. So eventually, it has to spill over, has to come out. Yes. And that's how I see investment opportunities worldwide at the moment, because it's not just happening here in Australia. If this is happening in Australia, it's happening in America, it's happening in the United Kingdom, it's happening in Europe, it's happening in everywhere in the world where people have pent up funds and a desire to invest. They've actually placed funds into their own bank account, getting absolutely no interest at all. I mean, it's just a ridiculous, if you really think about it, what they're getting in interest is not even covering or keeping up with inflation. So well, on the I other see. side, you have to look at investing outside into areas, and we're talking at least back at 7.5% on the Pacific Haven Resort, which is going to be known as Dugong Resort next week, and with its new website, and also with Malakula Farm, it's where the projected income could be 10 to 15% per annum for the investor. Well, that sounds like a great use of all that savings. And of course, as things will start to go up again, it would be good for people to get in even now before the dam spills over, wouldn't it? Before the dam spills over. The dam busters. That's right. That's what we are. Okay. Look, that's all I really wanted to talk about today to give people a bit of you know, an idea and a concept. We, of course, are not sitting around navel gazing. We've also got three letters sitting on the, the desk of the Prime Minister. Uh, one is for the letter of intent from our investors to open up a research and development centre for web developers in Vanuatu to employ up to 100 young Nivan native school leavers and to train them up as web developers. The other one is for the digitalization offer to the Vanuatu government for their lands department. And of course, the other one is the opportunity for the establishment of a future fund from our international investors from the United Kingdom who are interested in setting up a future fund for the Republic of Vanuatu. So behind the scenes, business and parliament and government is still continuing. Exactly. All right, then. Well, thanks for that insight today, Richard. Our listeners will be looking forward to the next podcast. We don't quite know what the subject of that is yet, but no doubt it will be just as interesting. Can we also, Lance, remind them that we have our webinar on Tuesday nights at 7 o'clock Sydney time and again at 5 a.m. Friday morning so that the people in America and London can listen to it? Can we just remind them that of the website address that they have to go to to link on to that? Ah, yes, that's an easy one, seminarvanuatu.com. So go to seminarvanuatu.com, pop in your details, and you'll be reminded with an email with the exact times. Even There's even a countdown timer there so that you can know easily when it starts, no matter what time zone you happen to be in, because time zones can get really confusing. But the countdown timer solves all those problems. Thanks again, Richard, and thanks, listeners. This is a wrap then for Podcast 030.